0: Hi and welcome to the Chad Show Podcast. I'm Chad, your host. We are going to listen to a special program right now. I hope you are blessed by these programs. You can find me on your favorite podcast platform. You can find access to them, to these podcasts on Google Podcasts, the Anchor app, Spotify, and on YouTube. I will link each in the description box below. All you need to do is to type in the search bar of Google and type in the chat show podcast. Alright, now let's go to the podcast and I'll see you there. Aloha. Today's sermon is Moses 2.0 Next week, Moses, no, it is not an option Kids, remember to pick up the word search in the back And bring the finished search after church to the back for a price uh, visitor, Visitors, wonderful to have you here with us After the service, stop at the and pick up your aloha gift from the church a carry-away lunch today served on the lanai after the worship service. Children's choir, one thirty, in the sanctuary. Tithes and offerings can be for the local budget, remember local budget, and the church improvement fund or sanctuary improvement fund. is a drive-in movie uh, on Tuesday and 6 30 for fun youth fundraising the drive in movie night uh, tuesday carry dinners are available in the last two tuesdays of each month registration online for Kalama iki that's for hawaiian mission elementary that's kalama iki go to www.kalamaiki.org The Keiki Kala Jar is starting in January and so you wanna guess how much is inside that Keiki Kala Jar and win a prize. The HMA, uh, HMA music department presents paint night fundraiser to help the music department for the trip on the big island. Also, canned foods items are always accepted. There's a blue box in the back of the sanctuary You can drop it off there, near the Millen Chapel. Masks are not required while outdoors, but please do mask up while moving inside the sanctuary. Enjoy the program.
1: Good morning, happy Sabbath, and aloha. There we go. Welcome to the Honolulu Central Seventh-day Adventist Church. We know that the Omicron variant has spread far and wide across our state. We see the numbers, the the big numbers each week. And so we know that there's going to be a lot of folks, some of them have communicated with us, either they're not feeling well or they've been in contact with someone. And and so uh, we just encourage you as we're going through this, as we continue to go through this, um, if you aren't feeling well, uh, if, if you're in a situation where you feel like you could be uh, somebody who's going to spread or something, please, please don't feel bad about staying home. You can join us online. Uh, you can go to YouTube and you can look up our, our page, uh, Hon, uh, Honolulu SDA, or you can go to our website, honcentralsda.org, and you can pick up our services live online in either one of those places. Um, For those of you that are here, it's great to see you. For those of you that are joining us online, it's nice to be seen. Uh, We want to let you know if you are visiting with us today for the first time or the first time in a long time, uh, after the service is over, out the main doors there in the back, we have a special gift for you Uh, So just make sure you keep your eyes open. Do not be bashful at all. again, if you're visiting with us for the first time or the first time in a long time, please feel free to make your way back there after church. We have something for you. Young people, we have lots of stuff going on for you. We have, of course, as you know, the word search there in the back. You can grab that word search, find those words, circle them all. And after church is over, uh, we have our prize box there in the back. So um, please, uh, please take advantage of that. Also, if you look out on the table, just outside the back doors, young people, we have what we call the keiki kala jar, uh, which is our, our money jar. You can, you can get a sheet of paper there. You can guess how many pennies, how many nickels, dimes, quarters, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, and you can win prizes, the grand prize. One lucky young person is going to walk home with the collar with the jar, with the money jar. So uh, you're going to want to make sure that, and, and you can guess each Sabbath in January. If you are here, you can guess. So if you guessed last week, you can guess this week. And if you guess this week, you can still guess next week. Isn't that awesome? So the more you're here, the more chances you get to get, don't guess the same thing, by the way. Try to try to be a little bit different with your with your with your guests. All right. Um, also, right after church, we're going to have our uh, there's going to be a carry away lunch on the lanai. There's also different places around the church where there's where there's groups that have lunches. If you want to join one of the groups, feel free to do that. If you want to grab lunch out on the Lanai, thank you to the 50 Plus Club, uh, Lou and Stella especially, but the 50 Plus Club, for uh, helping out and making sure that happens today. Um, visitors, please, uh, members, please allow visitors to go first through that line. Um, and now a few other things. Uh, our... If you are interested in helping out with our children's Sabbath school, we are looking for a couple of additional teachers to help out. So it doesn't matter, even look, if you don't have kids, you can still teach children's Sabbath school. Um, I know this because when I was in kindergarten in Des Moines, Iowa, every one of our teachers in the kindergarten department didn't have kids in kindergarten. So so feel free if you wanna help out with that. Um, we would love to have your help with our children's Sabbath school. Um, now, for our schools, you guys know we have uh, several schools around. There's uh, Hawaiian Mission Academy. That's our that's our high school, grades nine through twelve. In fact, I think a lot of our academy students are are, are over here today. Um, uh, that's our academy and then our, our elementary school Hawaiian Mission Academy Kalamaiki they both are now open for registration so if you look in your if you hopefully you got an announcement sheet today uh, the websites are, are on there where you can visit and you can find out more information about registering for uh, one of our schools um, and then in addition to that this next year uh, we are going to be starting a, uh, a homeschool ministry, uh, this starting this next school year. Uh, we're going to have a little bit more about that as, as the next few weeks go on. Um, but we want we want to do some things also to support those uh, that are homeschooling and so you'll start to hear more about that. Um, <clears throat> so as you give by the way as you give to our children's offering, uh, you're helping to support all of that. our schools, our homeschoolers going forward. All of that is supported as, uh, through our children's uh, offering after children's stories. So just be aware of that. Um, and then Zoviel, are you? Okay, come, come on up. Head on, head on up. She's going to have she has something she's going to tell you about. While she's coming up, just a quick reminder that we have our church business meeting next Saturday night at 630. We have our, uh, on Tuesday evenings, we have our drive-in. uh, drive-in movie nights that help raise money for our uh, uh, youth ministries. And then also outside in the breezeway there is a flower chart. What that means is you sign up and you provide the flowers for uh, the front of the sanctuary. Okay, you have something really awesome coming up uh, next month. Tell us about it.
2: Hello, happy Sabbath! I said, "So, if you do not know who I am, I am Zoviel Charles and I am the music director at Hawaii Mission Academy." And our group is going to be doing a music tour to Big Island in March. And we've been doing a lot of um, fundraisers. So thank you so much for those who has helped us out with that. Our last big fundraiser is going to be a paint night, the paint night. And you get a meal to go along with that. And that's going to be toward the end of February. We'll have more information for you on that as well. Also, um, so our group, since we're going to Big Island, we the children still have to pay an amount to go, and we do have about two students that do need help being sponsored. I already have one sponsor that um, was able to give us some money, but it, the cost still needs the students still need some more money to cover their costs for the trip. So if you are feeling generous and you would like to help these students out, please let me know. Um, even if you're like, hey, I cannot pay the full amount, but I would like to give 20 or I'd like to give $50 to go toward that, that would be great too. Anything helps, please let me know after um, church today, and I will give you more information on that. Thank you so much. Mahalo.
1: All right, Zoviel, thank you for all that you do for the music program at at a lot of different places, actually. So um, thank you for for all that you put in. All right, we are gathered here today for one purpose, and it's not to listen to announcements. We're gathered here today to worship God. And our hearts are a little, in case you haven't heard, uh, there is... I, maybe they're going to talk about it a little bit more before prayer, but there's a congregation, my understanding is, in Texas that is being held hostage in a, an Adventist congregation, right? It's in a hostage situation. Like I said, it's fire then. Um, and then also, in case you hadn't heard yet, there was a huge volcanic explosion just off the coast of Tonga. And um, I, I had, I had, last I heard, there was not any injuries or deaths. Um, but it was uh, it, it caused a tsunami and, and uh, it was quite, quite an event. Um, and so we're just kind of praying uh, for our brothers and sisters there uh, in the islands, uh, the Pacific Islands, that uh, everything will, will be okay and they'll be safe. So uh, we, but we want to turn our hearts. We want to turn our minds towards worship of God. Today our focus is God working in me and that God's work, is the work of a lifetime so i want to invite our praise team if they would come on up and lead us in a time of praise and worship
3: testing hello good morning and happy sabbath god is good all the time? Amen. Let's start with hymn number 337, Redeemed.
4: 337, Redeemed. Redeem how I love to proclaim.
3: 100 you can turn to your page now 100 great is thy faithfulness hymn number one Hymn number 340. 340, Jesus Saves. And we will be doing verses 1, 2, and 4. 1, 2, and 4.
1: the enthusiasm, Anosi, and we will get to that in just a second. Our call to worship is from Psalm chapter 95. It says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise for the Lord is a great God and a king above all kings. I invite you to stand for our opening hymn, number 522, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less. holy name to pray, to hear a word from you, and Lord, as we worship together, I ask that your Holy Spirit would fill this building, would fill the hearts and the lives of each one that is here, each one that is watching online, and each one that will tune in throughout the week, and Lord, we just pray that we would feel a peace amidst the chaos that exists in the world. That we would possess within these walls and carry out from here a peace that passes all understanding. To know that you are our rock in a world of shifting sand. May we be blessed with that as we worship today in Jesus' name. Amen. may be seated. At this time... I want to invite our young people to come forward. It's time for our children's story. And hopefully my assistant, Mr. Brady, will be here. If not, oh, there he is. All right. So come on up. Young people, come on up for our children's story. Good morning, boys and girls. How are you doing this morning? Okay, one person's doing good. Perfect. Well, we are glad that you are here. And today I'm going to give you a little bit of a, it's not so much a story, as much as it is maybe just a, uh, uh, a little uh, object lesson. Uh, what is this? This is a rock. Okay. Is it pretty? It's kind of pretty, isn't it? Is it kind of ordinary, though? It's kind of, it's kind of ordinary, isn't it? I see him. Brady, he has one, too. Well, these, these rocks, they look pretty average on the outside, just, you know, just your average rock. But here's a really cool thing, and I think some of you all know what I have in my hand. What is it called? A geode. Do you know what a geode is? It is a rock that over the course of many, many years has something very special that's happened to it. Go ahead and turn it around there, Brady. On the inside, it is filled with crystals. Look at that, see? That's pretty cool, huh? Over the course of time, as it sits... uh, By the way, we got these right around the Mississippi River. Um, The Mississippi is a big, big, big river, and it's famous for forming these rocks that have these beautiful crystals on... Go ahead and show them... uh, Brady let him see it up close see the beautiful crystals okay that's pretty cool huh and so we went to a place and they let us uh, they let us pick out some crystals these are Brady's crystals and then we went to the town of Keokuk Iowa and they had a place there where they would break open the geodes for you what yeah Brady has a whole bunch and so this is, this is the thing, though. It takes a long, long time to form those crystals inside of that rock. And so the point that I want us to make and the thing we're going to be talking about all day today is that my life is God's masterpiece. My, God is working in my life. And sometimes my life might seem ordinary. Sometimes I might, I might wonder what's going on. But if we stick with God... And if, we, and if we love and we worship him and we, and we make him our savior, he's going to make us like the inside of these rocks. He's going to make us into something beautiful. That's what God does when he works in our lives. And it takes a lifetime. Okay, It's not something that's going to happen overnight. So remember that, that whatever may be happening to you right now, stay faithful to God because he's working in an amazing way in your life. All right? Okay guys grab a bucket and head out make sure you get all around the congregation make sure you get all the way around brady thank you for helping
5: Good morning, church. It's so nice to see you all out this morning. Just wanted to let you know that we will be having some material set out soon on the commandments and also on the three angels message. So you, we will have this out hopefully within the next week or so, because I think those two subjects are the most important subjects that we as Seventh-day Adventists will be concerned with that and the still small voice of Jesus speaking to us. As we have a prayer this morning, could those who can kneel, those who can't sit quietly and bow your head, we are going to listen to the voice, hopefully, of Jesus talking to us. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this beautiful Sabbath day. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to Pastor Travis as he brings to us the word. Help us that we may remember those things that he says so that we can apply them not only to our lives but to those that we come in contact with. We pray, Father, that you would help us that we may live closer to you, that we may do your will, that we may be obedient to to thy word, that we may remember that thy word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path, so that we may walk closer to you. We pray, Father, for those that have come this morning seeking the blessing that you have in store for us. Help us that we may remember those things. We pray, Father, that you would be with those that congregation in Texas. That you would strengthen them, give them courage to stand up for what they know is truth, for what they know is right. And those that that are persecuting them, may they find out that we as Christians have lived through persecution before, and we will do so again. Father, we pray. Those in the Pacific area that have been affected by this hurricane, this this storm, this volcano that has erupted, we pray that no lives will be lost. But we know that Satan is walking about like a roaring lion, seeking to him he, to whom he can destroy. Help him that he not may not destroy anyone that's within the radius of, the, of, that, of that volcano. Father, we thank you for all your blessings. We thank you for your for the opportunities that we have to spread thy word. Help us that we may not be ashamed of the gospel, but that we, even though we may be timid sometime, give us the strength and the, and the courage to speak out. Not only thy word, but against the things that Satan is trying to do to us. This volcano is one of them. The tsunami is another. Earthquakes. We're going to see an increase in everything. But we know that these, all these things will come about at the end of time, the time of the end, because the scriptures have told us that we could look forward to them. Help us, Father, that we may be strong also, that we may spread your word, that we may bring others to you, not for any glory of our own, but for your name's honor and glory. Help us that when we spread thy word as you wish us to, that we can tell others of what Jesus has done for us because what he's done for us, he can do for them. Give us the strength, the courage, and the fortitude to go forth and spread thy word. Thank you, dear Lord, for all your blessings, for the Sabbath day, for those that came, for those that didn't, give them the blessing also. Help them that they may realize that Jesus is speaking to us, he's calling us, and we need to answer. Thank you. Thank you, dear Lord, for your blessings. Guide now and direct in all things, be with Pastor Travis as he brings us the message. May the word that he gives us be the words that you would want us to have, that it will influence our lives in such a way that we can turn from our Sins and we can turn from our sinfulness and surrender our wills to you. May thy will be done in thy lives. Help us, dear Lord, for we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen.
6: Aloha kakayaka and sapati. This is a day that the Lord has made. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. To what? To worship and to give him all the honor and all the glory. So this morning, church, our scripture reading this morning is Jeremiah 18, 1 to 6. If you find it, say amen. I only hear one amen. Amen? Okay, this is how it goes. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house. There, I will give you my message. So I went down to the father's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel. Can I not do with you as this father does, declares the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his word.
1: I was told it was a. It is a uh, reformed Jewish congregation that is in Texas. Um, just so, just so we're clear on on what's uh, the group that's being held hostage. Um, <clears throat> we have, been, we've just started now a series on the life and the ministry of Moses, and it's amazing. Uh, How the first—it's amazing how time flies because uh, it's—it's going. We're going to go through a lot of years in just in just a couple of chapters. Uh, We've already had Moses, of course. Just the fact that he was able to be born and live was a miracle of God's working, because Pharaoh was trying to see to it that all the young boys of Israel were put to death. And now, uh, not only did he get to survive, but he is discovered by Pharaoh's daughter who pays his mother to raise him. Um, And so now here we are, it says that when he was of age, and we're gonna assume that was probably around the age of 12 years old, uh, that, that his mother took him to live in the palace there in Egypt. And so we pick up the story in Exodus chapter two, But as we do that, I want to make a statement so that you understand this has been our theme this morning. And I want you to keep it in your mind as we go through the rest of the second chapter of Exodus. And that is, God's work is the work of a lifetime. I'll add a little bit to that. God's work in my life is the work of a lifetime. See, this is something that the world wants. We, we, want to, we want things done instantly. How many of you remember the days before there was 24-7 news? I'm old enough. I'm not that old. But I am old enough to remember the days before 24-hour news networks. I remember how excited I was when ESPN showed up. At 24-hour sports. And then the internet came along. And then smartphones came along. And now we realize, many of us, that this is, a, this is, this is out of control. This is a nuisance. <laughs> now we have access. All news, all the time. And we want everything instantly. Can you imagine, where's my academy students? Can you imagine having an answering machine And the the, the pain of not knowing that there is a message waiting for you, that somebody is called to have that instantly. We live in a world that wants it now. But God's work in my life is not the work of an instant, it is the work of a lifetime. And this is good news. Because wherever I may be right now and whatever may be happening in my life right now is not an indication that God is finished. It is an indication that God is working. Whether it's something good, whether it's something bad, no matter how you perceive what is happening right now, God is working in my life because God's work is the work of a lifetime. I've told you guys before, um, the Texas Conference sponsored this event many years ago where we sat down and we wrote down all the significant events and people and places in our lives. And if it was a negative event, you wrote it, you wrote it on, on a red post-it note. And when we finished, I went back and I looked. They said, if it was negative at the time, I put it in red. And so there I was with this big huge poster board and there were red there were red spots around the poster board I looked at them every one of those significant events or people or places that was in red I did not look back on as negative because every one of them had sent me somewhere or put me in a direction or taught me something that helped shape positively the rest of my life so if there is something negative happening in your life right now if there's something going on you say god i don't know what you're doing god why are you causing me this pain why is this happening in my life i don't like this hang in there with god Stay with God. Because I am telling you, his work is the work of a lifetime. It is not the work of a moment. Things may happen in a moment. But God is working throughout our lives. To bring us to be the kind of person that he wants us to be. I I give you Moses. Who... (coughs) according to the book of Acts, was about 40 years old when these events take place that we're going to look at today in Exodus chapter 2. The Bible says, One day, one day, when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and he looked on their burdens and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. Now imagine this. Let's presume, just, just, just traditionally and in the culture, that Moses is taken to the palace at 12 years old. Let's presume that the book of Acts is correct when it says that Moses was about 40 years old when these events took place. That means there has been 28 years between verse 10 and verse 11. Make sure I got the verses right. Yes, 28 years between verses 10 and verse 11, where Moses has done nothing for his people. Now, as a as a prince of Egypt, he has probably been trained quite a bit in the history of Egypt. He has probably been trained in the language and the culture of Egypt. He has most definitely been trained in the military tactics of Egypt. At this point in earth's history, Egypt is one of the most powerful military forces On the planet, okay, and Moses is going to be one of the leaders of that army. But for 28 years, his people have been suffering as slaves in Egypt, and so it says one day he goes out and he sees an Egyptian who is beating one of the one of his people. And Moses becomes angry. Now, I don't know if he feels a certain amount of, I should have been there more. I don't know if, he, if he's got issues with his temper. I don't know if this is something he's been bottling up. I, I, we, I wasn't there. I don't know Moses' mindset. But it says that Moses, as he, looked on, as he looked this way and that, he doesn't see anyone. He sees this Egyptian beating a Hebrew, and he looks all around. So he knows, this is premeditated, because he knows what he is about to do is wrong. And he looks both ways, and he kills the Egyptian. Kills him and buries him in the sand. Talk about making a splash. Splash. I haven't done anything for 28 years. And now I'm going to single-handedly start a rebellion. I don't really want to start a rebellion. I hope nobody finds out. I do nothing for 28 years. The first thing I do when I come out is kill somebody. What Moses is either all in or all out. There's no in-between for Moses. And so it says he goes back. Everything's cool next day he goes out again. When he went out the next day, behold, two Hebrews were struggling together. And he said to the man who was in the wrong, why do you strike your companion? Hey guys, it's bad enough that the Egyptians are beating on you. Now you're beating on each other. The man looks at him, and the man says something very interesting and very scary to Moses. Verse 14, he answered, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Moses, who died and left you in charge? Since when? What? Oh, you just realized now that we, just yesterday, you figured out that we're out here and now you're going to come and try to settle our disputes and try to fix all of our problems? I don't think so. Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you mean to kill me the same way you killed that Egyptian? Oh. Oh. Secrets out. That ever happened to you? You do something, you think nobody knows (laughs) and then all of a sudden uh oh and you wonder who all knows because see in Hawaii we have what we call what I, I have learned has been called the coconut wireless where everything you say can and will be used against you at some point where there are no secrets hey you know Don't don't tell anybody else, but did you know? So now here are these two Hebrews, and just a day later, they already know that he's killed this Egyptian taskmaster. Now, I have to imagine how this probably went down. The person who was being beaten up by the Egyptian taskmaster probably went back and said, Hey, you guys aren't going to believe what happened. And word probably got around in a small town. And suddenly they know. And this Egyptian and this uh, Hebrew says, Are you going to kill me the way you killed the Egyptian? And Moses was afraid and said, Surely the thing is known. And so Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian. He sat down by a well, but I'm going to go back here and I'm going to make our first point for the day. And that first point is that God is at work in my life either through or in spite of my actions. God is at work in my life either through or in spite of my actions. You see, God can work in my life God can be at work regardless of what I'm doing. And you might say, well, well, wait a minute now. Okay? In other words, do do your parents ever say to your dad, ever say to you, we can do this the easy way or we can do this the hard way. Okay? Anybody ever say that to you? We can do this the easy way or we can do this the hard way. Okay? God can work through me or he can work in spite of me. Okay, we can do this the easy way or we can do this the hard way. This is the Moses Egyptian version. Moses goes out and he has neglected his people. He has forgotten about them for almost three decades. And suddenly he goes out and boy, does he make a splash on the scene. But here's the thing. God is at work in the life of Moses. Even though Moses does something terrible, even though Moses kills the Egyptian taskmaster, God is at work and we will, we have the fortunate ability to see all of Moses' life right now. We don't have to wait for it to play out in real time. We know the whole story. But God is going to use this event to work in Moses' life. Now I want you to understand, the, re- the reason I want this to be a comfort to us is because sometimes we think we have to get everything right. We think if, if I do one thing wrong, God can't work with me. We've sometimes kind of convinced ourselves, you know what, if you don't have all your ducks in a row, if you don't have your whole life buttoned up, God can't use you. And, and that's not true. God works in my life either through me or in spite of my actions. Now, that's not a license to go out and do whatever you want to do. That is not permission, okay? This, this is not an indulgence, okay? It doesn't mean that you can go out and do anything you want to. It means that God is bigger than me, God is stronger than me. God can use my actions. And yes, sometimes it means that I'm going to have to learn the hard way. But God is always working in me to improve my life. God is always working in me to, uh, to attain his purpose. And God works in my life either through my actions or in spite of my actions. And then as Moses encounters the next day, these, the, the two Hebrews that are fighting with each, with each other, and the one man says, are you going to kill me the same way you killed the Egyptian? I know who you are, Moses. I know what you've done. And then he says, who made you a prince and a judge over our people? You haven't cared about us in almost 30 years, Moses. So the first thing we learn is that God is at work in my life either through or in spite of my actions. The second thing we realize is that God is at work in my life regardless of what others may think. I'm glad I got got one amen out of that. God is at work in my life regardless of what others may think. Oh, God can't use so and so. God can't be working with so-and-so. They're this. They're too tall. They're too short. They're too skinny. They're too wide. They didn't do this right. And by the way, the world will remember what we did 30 years ago. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you, you 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 mess up, and everybody's going to remember it. And sometimes we even, as Christians, define people by the bad things that. Oh, yeah, I remember so and so. That's the kid that did this, and that kid is like now fifty-two years old. But we still remember what they did when they were twelve. That isn't what God does. You see, mankind—they will—they will. They will We have to, we we worry about what other people think about us, but God works in our life and it doesn't matter what other people think. Now, what other people think sometimes affects us, yes. And we spend a lot of time worrying about what other people think about us. You know, back when I was in high school, one of our our Bible teachers had found a study that found that how much that we think, people spend about 10% of the time thinking about us as we think they think about us. Does that make sense? So if I think that you spend 10 hours thinking about me, you really only spend one. And if I think you spend 10 minutes thinking about me, you really spend one minute thinking about me. (laughs) People spend less than 10% of the time thinking about us as much as we think they do. So we don't have to really worry that much about what other people think. Because God works in my life, regardless of what others think. You see, this Hebrew, he had Moses in. You're a murderer. You're a traitor. You abandoned us. You're no good for us. We don't want you. God says, I don't care what he thinks. I don't care what that person thinks, Moses. I have plans for you. I have something big for you. I have some stuff, Moses, that I want you to do, and you wouldn't believe it if I told you right now. And God says to us, don't worry about what other people think. Yes, I know it can hurt what other people might say and what other people might think. Other people may say something that's hurtful, but I am still working in your life. And what somebody else thinks about you doesn't matter. I'm still working. Moses, they can call you a murderer. They can call you a traitor, but I'm working and I'm shaping you and I'm forming you into the man I want you to be. Folks, that's good news. That my own weakness, my own failings don't stop God from working in my life. The thoughts and the opinions of others about me does not stop me from working, from God working in me. But Moses realizes he has a problem. <laughs> Moses realizes he has a big problem because the word is out. He has killed an Egyptian. And so he flees from his people. He flees from the presence of Pharaoh all the way across, all the way across the Sinai Peninsula, all the way into what is modern-day Saudi Arabia, to the land of Midian. He arrives in Midian, and immediately he finds trouble. You know, isn't that something? You think to yourself, I just, I just fled. Oh, oh I'm going to get away from all the problems. And what happens? He immediately sits down at a well. Oh, oh, and here comes a bunch of women. And then here comes some shepherds. And they start giving the women a hard time. Immediately. (laughs) No sooner does he arrive someplace away from where there's trouble. And now he finds more trouble. lights off the shepherds and he draws the water out of the well and he waters the flocks for the women and being very grateful uh, and and uh and and very thankful for what moses has done you know what the women do uh, they leave him sitting there uh they go home Leaving Moses back at the well. Hey, Dad, guess what? We went to the well today and the shepherd showed up to give us trouble. And there was this Egyptian guy there and he fought them all off and he wanted our sheep for us. Uh, oh, we left him at the well. He, he didn't smell that great after the trip across the desert. Oh, just go get him! Go, Go bring him here! So Moses comes and he, he, he lives with the family, with Ruel, who we will later uh, come to know as Jethro, who is, it says, a priest in Midian. And Jethro gives him one of his daughters, Zipporah. Zipporah, he has a child with her, and he names the child Gershom. And he calls him Gershom because, he says, I am a stranger. In a strange land. You see God is at work in my life. Wherever I may go. See Moses didn't have to be in the palace. Of Pharaoh. For God to work with him. Moses didn't have to be out among his people. For God to work with him. Moses could go anywhere. And God would work with him. He flees to the land of Midian. He flees to the other side, all the way across the Sinai Peninsula. And even there, God works with him. Even there, God is using him. Even there, God is working out his plan for Moses. Can't run away from God. Can't run away from his working in my life. Can't run away from his plans for my life sometimes we think "Oh, no 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 God can't use me where I am oh yes he can God can work in me wherever I am we can't limit God because God works in my life and he works in my life even when my own actions would dictate that he doesn't care Even when my own actions are trying to maybe push him away, God still works. Even when Moses' actions were working against God, God still worked in him. God works regardless of what others may think, what others' opinions are of me, and God works regardless of where I may go. Our scripture reading today. If you were listening carefully, God said to Jeremiah, I want you to go down to the potter's house. I have a message for you. Jeremiah went down to the potter's house and he said the potter was making something and and it got spoiled. It it didn't shape up the way he wanted it to. He said the potter didn't get mad, didn't stop, didn't stomp off. He said the potter simply made something else. And God said to Jeremiah, this is how I work. I don't give up until I make you what I want you to be. God is at work. He is at work in the life of Moses, even through Moses' neglect of his people, even through Moses' very poor choice of of, of actions. Even though Moses had to flee from, from God's people, even through all of that, God is working in Moses' life. God works in my life my present circumstances, God works through those. What other people may say about me, God works through that. Wherever I I may be, God works through that. Because he is a God who is working and shaping us. And we think we can stop him. But we can't. As long as God is in my life, as long as I have some connection with him, he is working in my, in fact, I may even not think I have a connection with him. And he's still working in my life because he will never give up on us. He will never stop working in us. He will never leave us. He's always working. He's always pleading, he's always shaping, he's always forming, so that we can be the vessel that he wants us to be. Would you please bow your head? Our gracious Father in heaven, thank you that you never give up on us, you are always at work, and even though Moses had his doubts, and even though his actions weren't what they should have been, and even though he had neglected his responsibility, you still worked, And even when he ran away from the people, you still worked. Thank you that you are a God who works in my life. You are a God who never gives up. And even when it may may appear to us, it may appear to others that that, that we have been cast out, you are still working. And so, Lord, we just want to turn our lives over to you and say, Lord, work in me. Lord, shape me. Lord, form me. Lord, use me as you will. I turn my life over to you with that request in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for stopping by the Central Church, listening and enjoy the sermon today. I hope you have a wonderful Sabbath day. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for stopping by the Chat Show Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's program. Please remember to come back for more interviews, programs, music, and others. That you might enjoy. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast or YouTube channel of Chad Show, and I hope you have a great day in Lord Aloha.